and cut on that. Buddy! Yes? If you're like me, then you're no doubt a fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays? In this day and age, at this time, The Pope on Film is really bringing us all together. But only real fans of the podcast, true fans who have been with us since we started in 1996, would really know the two facts about us, two undeniable facts, two undeniably real and not in any way made up on the spot facts about the two of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the undeniably real fact about you, Bunny is that you're a part-time celebrity impersonator. So tell us, Bunny, about some of the celebrities you impersonate. Um, some of the celebrities that I impersonate um, really has a lot to do with how you define celebrity. Uh... Because there are a lot of historical figures that nobody remembers, but goddammit, they were celebrities. You know, so... So, the... the I have nothing, man. I can't even think of a... <laughs> well, when you shave your beard off, I'm really blown away. That, like, sure, there are celebrity impersonators out there for Elvis yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Not a lot of people are doing Ray Milland. So you no. are really a pioneer. When you shave, uh, you do a great Ray Milland. Yes. And I also do Ray Milland's cousin. Yeah. Yeah, who was famous locally for being Ray Milan's cousin? Yeah, Ray Milan's cousin, Chris Kattan. <laughs> Chris Kattan and Ray Milan, and they're like two peas in a pod. And I, the second I, I could thing, do I could do a fairly good Lou Ferrigno. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, alternate universe. You're an alternate universe celebrity impersonator. Yes. So it's like, uh, I'm Lou Ferrigno. It's like, oh, but you don't look like Lou Ferrigno. Oh, well, I'm from a universe where, you know, he has 100% of his hearing. Mm -hmm. So since he can hear everything, he didn't have to buff up. Yes. Yeah. And the second thing, the second fact that you know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to find a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique style. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, 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 dun. Or Shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap. It's short and strong and powerful. It's the Peter Dinklage of podcast segments. Yes. Peter Dinklage has signed up to star in a reboot of the 
Toxic Avenger. That is a 100% yeah, I, fact. I, 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 I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. If we're talking about the Toxic Avenger, you can kind of go anywhere, can't you? Yeah. I was hoping for Idris Elba, because that man can do no wrong. Yes. But uh, Peter Dink will be will be good. Space pants. Anywho, uh, this week on the old Shabbity Shab Shab, we will be doing a nice short shap about Violet, the killer of boats. A story okay. full of such irony that it's quite surprising that a TV show hasn't been made with her story. I could write an entire episode of Supernatural about uh, Violet, the killer of boats. Anyway, the Violet in question was an Argentinian woman named Violet Constance Jessup. She was born on October 2nd, 1887 in a town in Argentina that I am not even going to try and pronounce. Okay. Out of respect. Yes. Not even going to try. She's Argentinian, but her parents were Irish immigrants, and I like that. That's cool. Like, like a, oh, where should we go there? My, my beautiful wife. And it's like, oh, maybe we should go to Ellis Island. No, America's a piece of shit. Maybe <laughs> we should go this else. You're right. America's a piece of crap. Maybe we should go. So, so yeah, America is trash. Argent Argentina, that's fine. They, they have, uh. A lot of balconies and people singing, so that's yes. fine. Violet, Violet Jessup was the oldest of six kids. Technically, there were nine kids, but six survived because it was 1887. Yeah. You know? So it's like, we're going to have 13 kids. That way, we'll end up with about five that are alive. <laughs> that that just makes sense for the time, you know? So they had nine... So she was the oldest of six kids in three corpses, basically. Okay. If I'm doing the math on that. Hooray, olden times. Yes. So when she was younger, her father died of... It's the 1890s. Okay. Which killed a lot of people. He actually that, died during... Particularly at that time. Yeah, he actually died during surgery, which is funny because it's like the 1890s. So it's like, no, don't worry. This is a normal procedure, just a normal surgery. Here, you lay down. Now I'm going to knock you out. Nurse, will you give me the bat? And then she, he gets the bat and then, doof, doof, doof. okay, he's knocked out. Now we can perform surgery on him. Because it's 1890. This is medicine. Yes. I imagine that the doctor was like, okay, so we're gonna so it's time to do the surgery. Now get me some morphine, get me some heroin, get me some cocaine, and you know what? A little bit for the patient too. Yes. And then when we're all feeling good, then we'll start cutting him up. So he died of it's the olden times. Uh and so, and so the family moves to England because there's just some more job opportunities for them there in England. And Violet was basically forced to become a parent while her mom worked. 
And see, here's the thing. It's like 1890, 
active, she got hired to work for the Royal Mail Lines. And it's so weird because I had to do the same thing to get hired at the bookstore. Yeah. Back in the day, I was like, hello, to go work at a bookstore. And they're like, whoa, you're too much of a handsome son of a bitch. We just can't hire you. So I had to make myself uglier just to get a job at the bookstore. It's so odd. So now, uh, Violet Jessup, I'm going to call her VJ, just to save time. So she's VJ. So now VJ, uh, for the next few years, she becomes a well-respected stewardess aboard some of the biggest and most respected ocean liners of the day. And then in 1911, White Star Line announces the largest civilian ocean liner ever made. The RMS Olympic. I bet you thought okay. I was going to say some other ocean liner. No, it wasn't. It was the Olympic. It cost $7.5 million to make. It was 175 feet tall, 882 feet long with nine decks and uh, boasting a capacity of 2,435 passengers. The RMS Olympic was the leader of the White Star Line. And of course, our girl VJ signed on to become a stewardess. Wow, this is a big job. At that time, 1911, the RMS Olympic was the biggest ocean liner out there period and her getting a job there was a really huge deal you know but but our girl violet has got this on september 20th 1911 a british warship called the hawk with an e because british is cruising through the ocean and bam it collides head first into the RMS Olympic. There's a hole in the ship. There's smoke. The boat is rocking. The, the, the ship, uh, people on the ship are panicking, running around screaming, oh no, we're going to sink. Oh no, abandoned ship. This will definitely be the most famous ocean liner that has ever sunk. Yes. Oh my God. Everyone will know the story of the Olympic. This is yes. the biggest wreck in the history of ocean liners. Oh, no, we're all going to die. And then the captain comes on and basically says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now this is going to sound fucking weird, but hear me out, ladies and gentlemen. Did we collide with another ship? Yes. <laughs> Have we taken massive damage? Yes. Is there a hole in the ship? Yup. But here's the thing. The damage is mostly external. Is there a hole in the ship? Yes. But it's above the waterline. Have we gotten in a wreck? Yes. But here's the thing. I think we got this. <laughs> I think we're going to be fine. It, it ha is the ship smoking? Yes. Is there a hole? Yes. But I think we can make it. Yeah. So look, we're just going to go slow. We're going to take it easy. I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll be fine. I'm pretty sure we got this. Yeah. And they make 
the fucking port with a wrecked fucking ship and a hole in the ship. But they made it to port absolutely fine. And uh, Violet is all, phew, that was crazy. Man, for a while there, we all thought the ship was going to go down. Our lives were flashing before our eyes. We thought we were going to die. I thought I was going to end up in the freezing cold ocean. I thought I was going to die. I thought for sure that I was going to die in this uh, ocean liner accident of 19... 1911. Boy, that would have been crazy, right? Can you imagine what it would have been like to be in a massive cruise liner uh, uh, disaster? Gee, I'm sure glad that that didn't happen. I'm so glad that I wasn't in. So anyway, seven months later, she got another job with the RMS Titanic. Yeah. 24, just seven months after the near sinking of the RMS Olympic, our girl, Violet Jessup, boarded the Titanic as a stewardess. So, hey, uh, spoiler alert, the Titanic went down. Yeah, you froze up there. Uh, To be clear the Titanic film, meaning there hasn't been a character named Violet Jessup in any of these movies, okay? Okay. But, uh, when the Titanic was going down, the captain did go to uh, Violet and say, Violet, you're a stewardess, you've been around for a while, I, I need your help with something. See, a lot of the people on this boat are foreigners. A lot of them don't speak English. We're telling them to put life jackets on. We're telling them to come to the deck. We're telling them everything will be fine. But we've got a lot of people on this boat that don't speak English and that don't know what's happening. And a lot of people that are freaking out. And then there are some people who think that that the boat will be fine and, that, and, and aren't putting on the life jackets. I imagine those people will eventually... Uh, will somehow survive and have children who won't believe that they need to wear a mask during the pandemic. Yes. But, uh, so here's what I want you to do, Violet. Here's a life jacket. Put it on, walk around the deck. That's all I want you to do. Put this on, walk around the deck, tell people everything will be fine, show them how to put on the jacket, you will be fine. Um, And although Violet has never officially appeared as the character Violet Jessup in any Titanic movie, there is always a character based on her. Yeah. From a night to remember, goddamn Leonardo DiCaprio, every Titanic film has the one stewardess walking around the deck in the life preserver trying to calm people, and that is based on Violet Jessup. Okay. So, just FYI, that is our girl. Ooh. And also to sort of tie uh, Steve's to tie Steve's historic approximations together, I wonder if Violet Jessup ever knew the cook who survived in the ocean because of the how much he got drunk. Yes, I don't remember his name, 
but that was another really good shap. Yes, yes of it was. the cook who survived. Being, yeah, who, so they were on the same boat together. I wonder if they knew each other. Anyway, so um, here's a crazy story about Violet Jessup surviving the Titanic. She survived. She managed to get on a on a. Uh, she she was helping people get on lifeboats, and eventually, you know, someone said, "Okay, Violet, you're assigned." Lifeboat 16, get on in there. And she did. A and she managed to uh, survive on the lifeboat and get saved by the sister ship, the Carpathia, and she she survived the Titanic. But, but here's a funny story. It was a crazy time when the Titanic was going down, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone's, everyone's panicking and freaking out and screaming and running, and, and it's just a madhouse. So Violet, so someone tells her, you're on lifeboat 16, get on that lifeboat. So she gets on the lifeboat and she's all nervous and she's freaking out and she hopes she'll be okay. And the boat is sinking and she should be fine. And she's sitting on the lifeboat, lifeboat 16, right before the boat goes in the water. Seconds before the boat goes in the water, someone just on the boat, it's just a madhouse. Everybody's running around, freaking out. And right before the boat goes into the water, someone hands her a baby and without saying anything else, just says, here, take this. <laughs> and then the boat goes into the water and the boat. And then the lifeboat goes off, and she sees the Titanic sink. She sees the Titanic go into the water. She hears the people in the ocean screaming, and then it gets lower and lower, and eventually there's just bodies and one drunken cook, but that's beside the point. Yeah. And she's there on the lifeboat, and she's going, oh, man, I can't believe I survived that. I can't believe I survived that. The Titanic sunk, and somehow I survived. Wow, what an amazing story. Side note, what fucking baby is this? <laughs> I got well, I think it was nice that somebody arms. gave her a snack. Right? She's like, whose fucking baby is this? What's the baby's name? Who's the baby's mom? Who's the they just said take this? Do I have another? Do I have a kid now? Like what <laughs> the fuck? You just hand me a kid and say fucking take this? Now I got this goddamn baby. Whose fucking baby is this? <laughs> am I a, am I a mom now? I technically was before, but am I a am I a mom now? What the fuck do I do? So she 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 holds the baby, she takes care of the baby, and uh, eventually her lifeboat lifeboat sixteen is saved by Titanic sister ship the Carpathia, and she's there on the deck of the Carpathia holding the baby, and as she's just standing there, some random woman crying and freaking out. Runs up to her, screaming and crying. Ah, 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 takes the baby and takes off without a word. Our girl Violet Jessup assumes that was the mom, but yes. she didn't even know the baby's name, let alone the name of the person who took the baby. And so, so that was it. She survived the Titanic. She survived the Olympic, and she survived the Titanic. She, and and. Uh, 
eventually she goes back to work for the White Star Lines and she's a stewardess and years go by and she's fine. She's survived two uh, boat uh, disasters, but she's okay. And then war breaks out. World War One, and Britain starts converting uh, old ocean liners into ships for the war. And so Violet Jessup loves Britain. It's her country that she's been living in for so long, and she loves it. So she signs up for the British Red Cross, and they say, hey, you used to work for the White Star Lines. We've been taking their old cruise ships and turning them into ships for the war. And so we have all of these old cruise liner ships that are now hospital ships, and you've worked on those ships, and we still need people to run those freaking ships. So she becomes a stewardess yes. for the war. She becomes a war stewardess working on one of the old White Star ships, the Britannic, in uh, 1916. So she's working in a hospital ship, and then, of course... Because we're talking about Violet, the sinker of boats. In, on November 21st, 1916, the Britannic hits a deep sea mine. Now, here's the crazy part. People, okay. learned about, people learned about the Britannic hitting a deep sea mine in 2016. Before then, no one had any idea why the Britannic sank. Really? The Britannics just along, and then suddenly, oh, we hit something, or something hit us, or something exploded, or we don't know what the fuck happened, but we're going down. <laughs> uh, before that, it was a mystery, and a lot of uh, conspiracy theorists are have for decades said, did someone in the Britannic sink the Britannic? Could yeah. it be that... Britain itself sank their own boat. But no, in 2016, uh, Jacques Cousteau's son, I don't know, Jimmy Cousteau, I'm yeah. assuming, decided like, fuck it, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to fucking find this shit out. And he, he found the, the wreck of the ship and then found a deep sea mine that was lodged in it. And they're like, okay, I, it's 2016 and I, I Jimmy... Cousteau has finally figured out this. Yeah, they hit a mine, and they went down. But it sank fast. The Titanic took roughly three hours to sink, and the Britannic sank in about 50 minutes. Yeah. So it sank like a motherfucker, and um, 30 people died, not one of which was our girl Violet, who did survive, but had a very cinematic fright, which a lot of other boat disaster movies copied because she makes it on the boat. She makes it on the lifeboat and the lifeboat is dropped down and she's like, okay, fine. Now let's row away from here. But the problem was while the Britannic was sinking, the engine was still running. So as they were trying to escape the the sinking ship, the pro giant propeller was still running and was sinking, was uh, dragging the boat towards it. Okay, yeah. All the people are rowing away from the engine, but the engine is taking the boat closer and closer, and eventually all of the people in the lifeboat had to jump, and the lifeboat was eaten by the propeller, and while she jumped, she sustained a near-fatal a head injury that almost killed her, but she survived. 
And in 1920, goddamn VJ went back to work with White Star Lines. She worked with cruise liners until her retirement in 1950 and died in the early 70s at the ripe old age of 83, despite surviving three of the worst boat accidents in recorded history. Man, oh man. And I find that absolutely fascinating. And, yeah, and I know you gotta wonder I say if this a lot during chat, there. Yeah, that's why I was saying I could write an entire super episode of Supernatural about, you know, like, oh, this woman doesn't realize that she's the great, great relative of Violet Jessup. Yeah. And so she goes on a cruise liner and it sinks or explodes and everyone dies but her. And then she goes on another boat and it and everyone dies but her. Is it a curse? Yes, it's the curse of her family because her great, great great-grandmother was Violet Jessup. And now the ghost of Violet Jessup is haunting her. You could write a whole fucking... I could write a whole hour yeah. about this woman. You know? That is pretty amazing. Yeah. Absolutely love that story. Absolutely love that story. And I know I say this usually during every chat, but I gotta say it. I'm surprised that more people don't know this story. Yeah. It's a fascinating story. That I absolutely love. Violet an, freaking Jessup. An important so it, story. So anyway, that, yes, I think so. So that's a shaft this week. I feel like we've had some really good shafts. I really liked the zombies last week. I really liked uh, the pornographer, the oh, British God, yeah. pornographer who took down yard. That was really good. And... Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? The douchebag? Uh, uh, Curtis Montague Schilling. Yes. And how he lost all of his riches with an RPG video game. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like we've been having some good chats this holiday season, is what yes. I'm saying. Yes. The, the, this is, this the, is the, the chaps have been yeah. passing very well. Yeah. I like those. So join us next week for more historically. Uh, educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations. And come